0: <laughs> Josh Cast. Josh Cast. <laughs> Josh is casting and he's talking about things. Then maybe he'll talk about some more things. Josh Cast. <laughs> Tremendous production value, I would say, on this podcast. Hello, my name is... Joshua Snyder and I am terrified about everything and that's my through line that I'm working with right now and when I say that it's a through line that I'm working with what I mean is that's what I am Uh, terrified of everything. Um, I uh, am really good at always being worried about something Um, what it is today I would say is uh, do I have a heart problem because it seems like I've been having heart palpitations and that my heart might be skipping a beat. Somebody said, hey, is Josh? Is it because you're in love? And, uh, uh, no, 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 I'm not. No, 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 not love. No. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, uh, in fear of my life, I think would be, which actually for me, psychologically speaking, might be a form of being in love because, um, I just continue to be attracted to the idea of being in fear of my life of some kind. I have. there always has to be something I'm afraid of. Um, I think... Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited about this. I think the next thing i 'm going to worry about again is i 'm going to go back to worrying about my moles it 's been a while since i 've been worried about those, which uh have been taken off uh and have grown back um, My moles are healthier than I am. I wish I had that ability to just regenerate uh i like uh you know perhaps doctor who if you will oh that'd be great. I could regenerate into a different British character actor. Every time. Uh, and maybe occasionally, you know, here and there a woman just to be progressive. That's what I'm hoping for. Or a person of color. That would be phenomenal. Then again, maybe that is what happens if we are reincarnated. And the next time around, I might be any one of those things or a bird or a raccoon uh, or perhaps a Honda. I don't know. Um, there's a theory that all things have an innate spirituality, perhaps even Hondas. I think they do. I think they're benevolent. They're on our side. Not so sure about the Kias. Um, that's not fair. I'm just, I'm, now I'm just trying to be funny. Kias also seem inherently nice, too. Humvees, I don't know. That's an issue. They seem, um, I, they definitely have an attitude problem. That's the vibe I get from a Humvee. Definitely a spirit with an attitude problem. Not sure what to make of that. Um, but what I really want to talk about is uh, bullying. I was lucky because the kids at school who bullied me were really progressive about it. There was no racial stuff going on. No one ever really, no one ever really got on me for being Jewish. Um, they really, they stuck to uh, the fact that they knew that I was easily perturbed I think and they just kind of went for that uh definitely went for that there was uh I was in a a, a school play in 3rd grade and the name of the character and the that I played was Bentley and so there's this girl who was um, constantly calling me Bentley um, and I said don't call me Bentley and she continued to call me Bentley uh for a year and this was a major source of uh uh terror and frustration for me um, uh, because I am by nature very weak. Uh, and, and when I think back on it, uh, cause, and, and the other thing that occurs to me too is that I, I think there were times where I bullied other kids. There was another, there was a neighbor kid who was really annoying. Um, and I remember I did, I think I pushed him over once because he was just being annoying. And that's what I'm realizing is that if, if, if somebody was being annoying, I'm the bully. if that's which is now now adding to the guilt level that I feel uh, in general. so now I, ju- I feel like I've destroyed uh, I'm destroyed that person's life. who knows what kind of a psychological problems I've caused another person, um, and who knows what he could be doing now with that? I mean, he could be the head of a you know a, 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 a cult or a, a, you know he could be i don't I don't know he could be going he could be going around. Physically abusing Hondas. I mean, I'd, hopefully not. But that's a possibility. And that would be a shame. You know, someone's got to stop him. Uh, uh, when, and I don't mean stop, you know, uh, in a physical sort of beat him up way. I mean stop in terms of give him counseling. Because you shouldn't treat a Honda that way. You know, Hondas have done nothing wrong to this planet. Well, I mean, other than pollute the planet. But then again, you know, that's not their fault. They're just They are what they are. Um... I I fear this podcast has been derailed. At any rate, I uh, bullying. I yes, bullies very progressive. And you know, when I think back on it and on the bullies who bullied me, you know, I I'm not speaking for other people who have been bullied by any stretch of the imagination. But in my particular case, I really looking back, eight times out of ten, I think I I I think I deserved it. I because I was being I was kind of that annoying guy who's trying to trying to be your friend. That's I, that's what I was. I was trying to be, I was always trying to be, I would pick out like the popular kid and try to be their friend because then I thought, oh, maybe I will be popular if I am uh, the popular kid's friend. And they they were very annoyed by that. I was a... You know, I, was, I always tried to be a member of the entourage, and I was inevitably like the Zeta male of the entourage, uh, where I was the butt of all the jokes. And so then I, I didn't like that, so I responded by re- withdrawing from the human race. Um, and as much as I'd like to say that, that, that withdrawing from the human race has been a bad thing, and it generally has, there are so many positive attributes of withdrawing from the human race. So many! Uh, I, I mean, I can watch whatever I want on Netflix without guff from people. Without guff, I tell you. So, uh, I, uh, what I'd like to say is I'd, li- I'd like to say to all, all the people who I have bullied uh, that I'm sorry. Um, and I'm sure they're listening to this podca- podcast. Uh, and for all the people who bullied me, I just want to say I forgive you. Uh, and you know what? Good uh, Good job really good job you got it you did a good job preparing me for the reality of the outside world um and for those of you out there who are being bullied um uh uh, can i say it gets better is that trademarked i'm not sure if that's trademarked it gets better it does get better because what's going to happen is you're going to grow up and you're going to enter the real world and you're going to see that um that bullying never really goes away but what you can do is leave the room. So that's huge. That is such a huge thing. Can't do that in high school. Can't leave the room. But in the adult world, you can totally leave the room. It's wonderful. And you can go into another room uh and probably deal with different problems in that room, usually financial. Uh but uh, yes, it gets better. And if you are if you're someone who's doing the bullying, hey, stop it, okay? Please stop it. And I don't say that from a point of threatening. I can't threaten you. I can't th- if you're a bully, I can't threaten you to stop because I don't have that power. I can't I don't know where you are and even if I did and I went to your house, you know, I'm worried about these hard palpitations. I so I'm not going to take any physical chances. I can implore you to stop bullying and maybe look within yourself and and see that you're the one with the problem and that you need counseling. Uh that I can do, but in terms of uh physically being able to stop you, I I'm all, I'm all out. I could run you over with my Honda, but I don't want to do that to the Honda. Again, it's going to cause an axle problem more than likely cuz i just envisioned that you're a big enough person a physically big enough person as a bully that you would cause you would you know bend an axle on the honda i could i could sideswipe you that i might do i might put that on my to do list maybe uh but beyond that don't bully <clears throat> and i was uh i happened to be at like a a little cafe yesterday cafe it wasn't a cafe if a cafe is that's where you go to write a novel and that's like a sexy place where a cafe it it's you know it was built in the 1850s somewhere in France and uh, I'm sitting there writing a novel and a beautiful woman walks in and she sits down next to me and she says, are you a poet? And I say, uh, no, I'm a stand-up comedian. And she says, oh, well, comedy is the poetry of of bodily functions. And I, and I say, That's, that was a good attempt at something. Uh, it was I, I see kind of where you were going, but I'm not totally on board with that. And she said, well, I wouldn't know how to make this into a funny situation because i am a poet and i would say oh what kind of poetry do you write and she says well i like to write about hondas uh and i'm like well i'm on board right there what's your you know show me a honda what's your honda poetry and she would say it's roses are red violets are blue and i'd say i'd stop right there and say okay you're making fun of me now and she said no i'm not that's literally how i'm starting the poem and then i would say wait a minute you can't 2016 you can't start any poem seriously with roses are red, violets are blue. And she says, that's not true. I'm challenging that assumption. I feel from my artistic soul that I need to start this Honda poem uh, with roses are red, violets are blue. And I say, okay, I apologize for stepping on your artistic integrity. And she says, thank you. And I say, please continue. And she says, roses are red, violets are blue. I enjoy Hondas. And then I say, And you should too, because I'm assuming that's the end of the poem. She says, no, there's no, no, the end of the poem is a pause where you have an urge to make it rhyme, but you don't actually say it. That's that's how the poem works. And now I'm torn because I'm physically attracted to this woman. I really am, because she's she's wearing one of those Berettas. Is that the, the beret? She's wearing a beret. She could also be carrying a beretta. That would, and you know what? That would make her even a little more hot. She's carrying a beretta and she's wearing a beret and she's quoting Honda, quoting Honda poetry to me. And I find that very attractive. But at the same time, the poet, the poetry I don't think is particularly good. And I, a fr- I remember I have a friend from college who talked about how he always had issues if he was dating because we were both theater majors and he said well, you know it's it was awkward dating somebody who he doesn't think is a good actress and i would i would have a similar situation here how do i date someone who i is clearly not you know maybe poetry's not their thing but that you know what and I, then i then i now i feel guilty for making a judgment on her poetry i mean if her poetry brings joy to her and it brings joy to other people why am i sitting here judging that that's ridiculous so i would stop that and then and then you know this fear that i'm going to hurt her feelings or this notion of how you know how do i live with someone who's writing this kind of poetry is just another one of those excuses for me to not just ask her out right there and say hey you know what are you what are you doing later and you know she's saying I, i'm I am a lesbian, and I'm going, of course you are because I'm attracted to you, and I'm always attracted to women who end up being lesbians. That's how it happens. And you know we she orders an absinthe because I feel like she would uh, somebody wearing a beret and a beretta doing a lot of poetry in France in a cafe would order an absinthe, and she orders an absinthe, and you know, we talk a little bit more, maybe about Van Gogh. is that van Gogh van Gogh that's Van Gogh would be. Uh, Van Gogh as a teenage goth enthusiast, uh, but then maybe was it Van Gogh? I don't know how it was pronounced. We, but we would talk about him, and I would say, yeah, I'd love the sunflower picture. Um, there's just and the and the Starry Night one that was good. Was that Van? I hope that's Van Gogh. Oh God, I could Google this. I just don't want to. Uh, and we, you know, we have a nice conversation, and that's the end of it. Uh, and she leaves, and I go back to writing jokes about star trek voyager uh which i'm still trying to crack so anyway i was sitting in this uh i don't know i mean like cafe in the loosest sense of the term and uh, no, again, no, no offense against the cafe. It's just it's not a sexy cafe. It's more of a utilitarian, you know, officey. It's a cafe in an office complex, so it's it's a it's a businessy cafe, business cafe sort of thing, almost more of a cafeteria. But and I don't mean that as a, as a slight. I'm just trying to be specific. Uh, and I'm sitting there, and TV's on, and it happens to be playing one of these children's programs, and uh, I cannot stand how. The, the children's programs, some of them really talk down to kids. It's just that, that insincere, Hey kids, we're going to go on an adventure today. Let's go on an adventure today. Hey kids, what kind of craft would help you fly over the trees? A train, a plane, or a boat? And I was sitting there hearing that and I was thinking to myself, Well... You know hopefully the plan would get you over the trees hopefully, I mean, in an ideal world, theoretically, there are situations there are times when it doesn't you know I hate to break it to you kids, but uh you know hopefully it would why why do you want to go over the trees do you i mean are you just are you doing a survey over the trees specifically where where's your destination because if if you just want to look down at trees you know I that's dangerous. It's just why put yourself at risk? Even if you're flying in a commercial plane, I just every time you get on that plane and you're flying in the air, there's a, there's a chance, a tiny chance that something could go wrong. And why do you need to see the trees? Why do you need to go over the trees? I just, I feel like you want to go over the trees maybe to experience life, but life can be experienced without taking risk. It can't, man, that, I have trouble with that. Maybe it can't. Maybe it can't uh there but there are other risks I feel like that are that don't generally risk your personal safety that I would recommend um I wouldn't take the train either. I wouldn't do that. I mean, I just uh, this horrible story about the Amtrak train that just like, I'm not sure point is i I'm not a train fan it's just it's you know there's even a power rain- one of the power rangers series they the the Zords were trains, and I can't how do you you know you're assuming the bad guy is always gonna be right there next to the track that's a big assumption especially when you're a power ranger I just it's a risk it's a risk I wouldn't do trains then there's boats don't even get me started on boats uh... boats uh... going over the trees uh... you could I mean that would be a serious problem with the boat involving an explosion I but you know to answer your question children's cartoon between the three I don't need to see the top of the trees I don't want any forms of transportation I'm fine where I am Uh, I can see the tree fine from here. I can extrapolate mentally what it looks like from the top. And that's enough for me. So thank you. Okay. Um, I, uh, I don't, but I, I don't like the way that they talk down. It's that, it's that voice, you know, kids, we're going on an adventure today, kids. Like, here's how I, this is the children's show I would do. Um, it would be in a living room. Um, not, messy but not entirely clean either you know there's a few magazines and there's maybe two empty bottles of perrier that's uh, that would be the living room and the host um the the host would be uh i could i could host it that's fine i'd host it but i wouldn't i wouldn't do that voice i'd be hey kids welcome to the morning show i'm here to teach you you know in in a, in a You know, I'm here to teach you about life, kids. That's what I'm here to do. And sitting next to me, or sitting in the corner, would be Jean-Paul Sartre. And he'd be smoking a cigarette. And all he would do occasionally, the camera would pan to him and he would just go, why? 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 That's all he would do. That would be his thing. Um, It'd be a running gag, if you will. And, And we would, you know, I'd have little lessons with the kids. I'd, you know, teach them you have to keep all your receipts. Don't not keep all your receipts. Um, you can do it up to uh, you know they say three years i say five years you know why why gamble why roll the dice uh... i would teach them um, about uh... good hygiene Um, you should brush and floss because if you don't, your teeth are going to fall apart. And then that's thousands of dollars of medical bills. Uh, and it'll be right at the point of your life where the kids have just gone to college and you want to, you know, you want to splurge a little bit, but you can't because now your teeth are falling apart and you need your teeth to eat because you want to continue to eat the gluten that you're eating. That's the only thing that gives you joy in life. The only thing, gluten. And now you can't because, because your teeth are screwed up because you didn't brush, you didn't floss. Uh, like you were supposed to, when you were watching the children's program, they said, brush and flush your teeth, because they were talking down to you, and you're like, don't talk to me like that. I will do what I want to do. I'm a fully realized human being, uh, even though you're not a fully realized human being at the time. Who is a fully realized human being? I don't know. I wouldn't have that discussion with the kids. That's a bit much. Or, on the other hand, would I? Kids might be, able to, kids might be more fully he- realized human being than adults. I'm not sure. Anyway, point is, uh that would be my show. That's what that's what I would do. Um, I'm not sure how long this podcast is going. Um, I'm going to take a look right now. Just curious. See where we're at. We're at uh okay, perfect. 20 minutes and 50 seconds. I don't want this to be any more than 20 minutes. So I'm only a minute over. Um, I am uh headlining uh a show in the YooHoo room in April. Um, it's a clean show and I encourage the two of you who are listening to come and watch uh... for the date and the time go to flappers dot com uh... i hardly recommend that you do it and it should be a lot of fun great show at flappers comedy doc, uh, flappers comedy club in the YooHoo room um, i believe it's the i believe it's the third sunday of april that's what i want to say uh... i should know better by this point but uh... uh... yes go to go to the website uh, and And I'll be posting about it on Facebook and Twitter as well. Come see me do a headlining set that might be even more incoherent, if you will. Uh, Hopefully not, but I'm sure We'll, we'll see. This is the end of the podcast, the end of the podcast, and the children sing and the children play because this is the end of the podcast. And now I'm going to press stop record